Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Anna Staver, and this is a special episode of Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the details on what went down in Larry Householder's public corruption trial. I'm joined this week, as always, by reporters Jesse Ballmer and Laura Bischoff, who are down in Cincinnati in that federal courtroom day in and day out. After a seven-week trial and nine hours of jury deliberation, former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder is now a convicted felon. The jury found both him and former Ohio Republican Party chair Matt Borges guilty of racketeering conspiracy in a pay-to-play scheme to bail out two nuclear power plants. Here to explain what those convictions mean, when Householder and Borges might be sentenced, and whether anyone else might still be charged are reporters Jesse Ballmert and Laura Bischoff. Hey, Hey, I think this will be our last uh, Cincinnati Columbus podcast recording, or at least for a while. Yeah, greetings from the Queen City. Let's start with the moment the verdicts were read. Both Householder and Borges stand, and they find out they're guilty. What was their reaction? There was no reaction. Uh, Judge Black had warned everybody in the courtroom to, you know, to not do any outbursts. And I was watching both Householder and Borges to just to see if there was a, any even quiet response. And they were stone, very stoic and stone-faced. And did they have family in the courtroom? Was there any reaction from folks in the gallery? So the thing is, like when the you get word that the jury has a verdict and then there's about maybe 15 or 20 minutes while they assemble the they bring in the defendants and they bring in the lawyers and that kind of stuff. So there's really not enough time to have your loved ones swoop in unless they're like, you know, in nearby shops or hotels or whatever. And so The spouses of Householder and Borges, although they attended other parts of the trial, they were not there in the courtroom. In the courtroom, though, U.S. Attorney Ken Parker and some of his staff members, the FBI public corruption team leader was there with some of um, some other FBI folks. And then, uh, you know, a bunch of reporters. Verdict came in. Householder spoke with reporters and he told them to, quote, stay tuned. I, I assume this means he plans to appeal. Yeah. So Householder said he plans on appealing and that this is just one step in the process. And it's going to be like maybe 90 days or so for the pre-sentencing report to be prepared for Judge Black. So sentencing isn't going to happen for at least three months. And Larry Householder said he's going to go back to his farm and get out of his fishing pole. So that actually answers my next question, which was when Householder and Borges might be sentenced. So it sounds like three months from now is the earliest time at which they could be. Yeah, it seems like it'll be a minute. Uh, for some context, P.G. Sittenfeld, who was a former Cincinnati City Councilman who was convicted in a bribery corruption case, he was found guilty in July and has yet to be sentenced. There are some kind of extenuating circumstances in that case, so I don't think it will take that long, but it will not be tomorrow. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast 
set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Both men could face up to 20 years in prison. And one of the things judges usually look for when deciding how many years to impose is remorse. So I did want to ask, how do these two men who continue to profess their innocence, like show contrition? And I don't know, maybe that doesn't matter in this case, but I'm sort of wondering like what they can do to convince the judge to not give him 20 years. So I spoke with Matt Borges after the verdict, and he said he had an opportunity to take a plea deal for a maximum of six months in prison and a minimum of probation. And the same deal that was offered to former First Energy Solutions lobbyist Juan Cespedes and householders political operative Jeff Longstreth. Borges says that he doesn't regret uh, not taking that plea deal. He says that if he would have admitted to the crime, he felt like that would have been a lie because he believed he didn't do anything wrong. And so we'll see what happens in the next few months. And then, of course, we had Larry Householder taking the stand, saying that he was just looking out for Bob and Betty Buckeye and his version of what happened in Washington, D.C. And that trip during the inauguration, for example, prosecutors say he straight up lied there. There's also a civil racketeering lawsuit that's now getting underway and possible federal lawsuits. Is that right? Could there be more charges for these men? So there are several civil lawsuits. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost on Friday said that he would ask the judge to like lift this stay that has been imposed on the civil racketeering case. Um, they've been waiting for the federal case to be resolved before that goes forward. So that's one. First Energy and First Energy Solutions, um, the companies that are accused of giving these bribes, the $61 million, uh, face a few lawsuits in federal court, some from shareholders, some from ratepayers. So that's another place. Another thing is uh, the Security and Exchange Commission is looking into First Energy's practices as a publicly traded company. So there could be other shoes to drop there. Long story short is this is not over, over. Yeah, and that actually, you know, raises another question that we've heard. So Borges and Householder have now been convicted of accepting bribes or and building this conspiracy. But we haven't seen any convictions for people who are making those bribes, right? Like Chuck Jones, who was the CEO of First Energy. Like, is that all just tied up in that deferred prosecution agreement? So, um, you know, the deferred prosecution agreement was basically what the corporation admitted to. The individuals, Chuck Jones, Mike Dowling, and others whose names have come up in this Householder and Borges trial, they've said they've done nothing wrong and um, they have not been charged. It certainly begs the question whether or not these individuals as participants in this in this scheme, like whether or not they're going to get charged. And that's like the, the big next step if the Department of Justice were to take it would be maybe go after the bribe payers and the individuals who were involved. Yeah. And there is one more name in this story that still hasn't been charged, but he did have his home raided by the FBI. That's Sam Randazzo. He was in charge of the PUCO, which is the board that's supposed to regulate the utilities. And they've alleged that he took a fairly substantial bribe. Yeah, going back to that first energy deferred prosecution agreement, the company admitted that they bribed two individuals, one being Larry Householder, who was just 
convicted on Thursday and the other being Sam Randazzo. Sam Randazzo has said that he has done nothing wrong. He received about $4.3 million shortly before he was appointed to lead the PUCO by Governor Mike DeWine. And his house in the German village area was raided in November of 2020. Uh, But we really have not heard much about the status of Randazzo since then. So we we will wait and see. You know, my last question is, obviously, this was very hard to trace before the FBI arrests. I think, you know, I wasn't here at the time, but both of you were here for the passage of House Bill 6. And I get the sense that journalists knew this felt like a lot of pressure. I guess there was smoke, like, you know, possibly indicating a fire around how this was passed. But a lot of this money that First Energy was investing was going through a dark money group called Generation Now. Now, it was ran by the guy Jeff Longstreth, who was also arrested, took a plea deal, testified in this trial. But, you know, I think the big question for Ohioans is, is anything going to change? you know, with how these dark money groups operate in the state of Ohio? Like, what are we doing to make sure this doesn't happen again? Well, I think that this trial was sort of a step in that in that I think the Department of Justice wanted to lay down a bright line of what is legal and what is not legal with dark money. Dark money groups are allowed and contributions are unlimited and and undisclosed, but having those contributions come with a bribe agreement is not allowed. And I think that maybe it waves the caution flag. I don't know if it's going to lead to um, any massive reforms, maybe some behavior changes. Also, I would like to say that, like, you know, the, the FBI, they've got subpoena power. Reporters, we've got the power of the pen. And when they pulled the curtain back on this, it was interesting that, uh, you know, on a couple of different occasions, these players were worried that reporters were going to find out what they were doing. And so it really speaks volumes to the fact that we need more eyes on the state house, more journal- journalism power rather than less. And, you know, Kudos to my colleagues over the years for covering this important story. Yeah, and I just want to point out one, for example, I mean, the first energy jet, the the trip that Larry Householder took with his son and Mike Dowling to Washington, D.C. I mean, that was first reported by Laura in the Dayton Daily News. And that story came out. And then uh, shortly thereafter, Householder paid for that trip. And so that was something that federal prosecutors brought up during cross-examination. You know, did you only pay that back because of the reporting? Yeah, so everybody keep those tips coming. And, you know, I just want to say thank you to both of you for upending your lives, going down to Cincinnati for seven weeks and keeping all of us informed on what was going on. You guys did a really great job. And I am so excited to have you back in Columbus. Looking forward to seeing you. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn about any of the topics we covered today, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like Canton Rep. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.